Hi everybody, I'm Jabon Gonzalez and this is The Unspoken Herd. In today's episode, we are talking to manufacturing teacher Mr. Phil T. Shammer about the classes he oversees, the future of the program, and more. For those who don't know Mr. T, I'm hoping from listening to our conversation, you will experience his passion and excitement for what he does. We will also be highlighting the Multiculture Club in our Club Connection segment and welcome student and club member Panarav Nair and our staff sponsor, Mrs. Sarah Manus. Hello, welcome to the first ever podcast, The Unspoken Herd. I'm your host, Jabani Gonzalez, and today with our first ever guest, Mr. T. Shammer. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you very much for having me here, Giovanni. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, my name is Mr. Chammer, uh, teacher here at Buffalo Grove High School. I'm now teaching engineering and manufacturing courses. Interesting, interesting. So, what, whatever, wh- what's your inspiration? Why did you become a teacher? Uh, that's that's kind of a I kind of fell into teaching in a roundabout way. Um, I actually went to college for audio, and I went to school at Columbia College in the city. Um, I opted, or I decided that it was a little too much money for me to spend at that moment in time, so I ended up dropping out of college, and I was just looking for any full-time job I could find. Um, And just so happens that one of my old teachers from my high school was looking for somebody full-time as a teacher's assistant in class. And just so happened to fall into that position. And that's when I kind of realized that I had a passion for working with students. I had a passion for um, teaching and just any knowledge that I had. I had this passion to just pass that knowledge along to um, other students. And then I went back to college, finished my bachelor's degree and uh, got a job here right away and have just been having fun since. How did you feel when you didn't, when they, they came up to you and said you're not going to continue with the MediaTek uh, uh, program? It, I was pretty bummed. Um, it, it, it's one of those bittersweet things. Um, I really, really, really loved the, the technical side of MediaTek. Um, I really, really love working with the equipment. I love working with the students to use all the equipment. And I really love the tech side of things. Um, and, and it's one of those things, like I said, that it's, it's just bittersweet because I'm, I know I'm going to miss working with the students. I know I'm going to miss working with the equipment. Um, and, you know, in that type of setting, creating, um, creating some sort of video or creating some sort of uh, media that can be presented out. Definitely going to miss that. But it was also really good because um, I'm teaching just strictly manufacturing classes and engineering classes now. Um, that's It's another one of my passions that I have. And I love working hands-on with machinery. Um, and it's just cre- creating in a different way. It's still creating something, but it's just a different type of something. It's a different type of product. Um, so it, w- it was it was definitely bitter, bittersweet for me. Bitter, bittersweet. Seems mm-hmm. like that's a key. We're going to talk about now manufacturing engineering. You're basically the head of manufacturing engineering here at BG. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a, a competition. Um, I forgot what it's called. Um, the robot battle. 
Robot Rumble. Robot Rumble. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk? Yeah. About that? Robot Rumble um, is just like the TV show BattleBots. Um, one of the great things about it is that it's it's cool to just hear loud noises and see two big hunks of metal just battling each other, trying to destroy each other. That's the best part is just seeing something try to get destroyed. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I've loved about the event, even, even as a college student, I was involved with the student association and we came up to help run the event. Um, and now being a teacher, you know, helping out run the event as well. It's just so cool to see what the students create, um, seeing their creativity and their different designs go into a robot and knowing that the students completely build it all themselves. I know here at BG, Mr. Pitchick, Mr. Bot and myself are involved with the robotics club and robot rumble that event. Um, and it's just so cool knowing that we just teach the students how to weld safely. We teach the students how to wire up a motor safely. Outside of that, we are hands off with the entire process and the students get to build the entire thing. And I know the students really enjoy taking what they've created and trying to destroy other things. It's, it's just a really, really fun event and a really cool event for uh, um, students to build something hands-on and then just destroy things. We are going to our Club Connection segment. Hi, I'm Alex Vasquez, and this is the Club Connection on The Spoken Herd. Today, we'll be highlighting the Multicultural Club with a special guest, co-founder, president, Pranav Nair, and the club sponsor, Ms. Aramanos. Hi there, and welcome to the show. I'm here with one of the students enrolled in the Multicultural Club, so we'll be talking about his experience. Um, what's your name? Um, so I'm Pranab Nair. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in the Multicultural Club? This is my second year doing Multicultural Club. Mm -hmm. how, how do you feel uh, being on it? So um, being on the Multicultural Club, um, I feel like it just gives me uh, a really good perspective of uh, different cultures around the globe. Um, and which helps me understand which gives me a better understanding of the uh, of different cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. I've heard they've uh, they have like concerts every year. How's that? Yeah. So uh, the multicultural club um, hosts uh, a multicultural show every year, and um, it's usually on the November, um, and where all the parties, all the members of the club, um, express their cultural. Uh, express their culture by doing a performance like either a dance, um, a song, or they can play an instrument also. Hmm. Uh, what are, uh, what's your part on that party? So, um, on the club? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm one of the co-presidents um, of the Multicultural Club, and I oversee all the activities and um, all the events that take place. What's something that you're going to do at the party? Um, so, in the multicultural show, um, 
I I have performed violin. Um, so last year I performed uh, a violin show, mm-hmm. and I also sang a song. And um, this year I'm planning on doing a violin performance again, but there has been some restrictions for me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. How do you feel about the COVID and like um, school in general? For especially in groups, you know. So like you said that um, the multicultural club has like big parties every year. They have a lot of activities. Um, how do you feel that, like, for this year especially? So, um, definitely, um, times are different now. And um, the Multicultural Club has been meeting virtually, and we have done one in-person meeting so far. Um, but adhe- adhering to all the safety guidelines. But, um, as I said, times are different, and we the, the show we are planning on doing would be done with utmost priority to the safety guidelines, ensuring that uh, ensuring that everyone who attends it and participates would be safe. So, who founded the Multicultural Club? Um, I'm not exactly sure who founded it. I know it's been around for a while. I know all the schools in the district have multicultural clubs. I think it was just part of um you know something the community wanted so it's been uh, around for a while this is i think my third year running the multicultural club um and so it's been around for as long as i've known about it mm. um how many students are enrolled in the club like do you, how many new students do you get per year on average i would say we get about like 15 new students a year or so this year it's obviously hard with covid um you know with doing remote learning uh but we generally have like about 35 or so students in the club mm. uh what's what are some of the activities that they do in the club so we have our meetings um where we get together and we plan things we talk about different cultural events and then uh our big thing is the multicultural show which we have in the fall Um, this year, we're having it on Friday, November 6th um, in the stadium, and it's a great opportunity for people to participate, for students to show off their cultures and to learn about different cultures um, and throughout the performances. Um, and then we also have a holiday party that we host uh, around December um, where the different cultural clubs come together and we bring food and different games from each club and, you know, we kind of get together that way. And then we also go on different field trips throughout the year, typically uh, to different cultural places um, and events to get out in the community and, and learn that way. Are the field trips still open? They are, yes. We haven't done it this year uh, yet, obviously, with, you know, with restrictions. But in the past, uh, we have gone to, like, Mitsuo, the Japanese marketplace. Um, we've gone to... <clears throat> Uh, different, like we went to an ice cream, like a Mexican ice cream place. Uh, we had a plan last year to go to Italy in Chicago um, with mm-hmm. Italian club, but then, you know, school shut mm-hmm. down. What about the party in December? How's, how's that going to be like? Um, we'll see. It might be something like via Zoom. Um, I have to get together with the different clubs um, and see what we want to do, but we might you know, host a Zoom session where we watch a video or like last year we did a Kahoot. Um, and so I think something like that we could still do virtually um, if we're not, you know, all together in school at that point, um, just to still have the opportunity to bring everyone together. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about this, like, COVID thing with, like, kids going into school and, like, some of them staying at home, like, doing online classes? It's hard. You know, obviously, everyone's safety is first and foremost, you know, the most important. Um, I will say it is nice, though, having students in the building and seeing them because I miss having you guys in the building. Um, and it's just, it's different. It's harder to connect online. And I think everyone could probably agree with that. Um, and so I do appreciate seeing people in person, but I understand, you know, everyone wanted to be safe and, you know, doing what's best. And so we make it work. Mm -hmm. Uh, how, how long have you been a teacher at BG? Uh, I've been teaching for six years and this is my fifth year at BG. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What classes do you teach? This year, I'm uh, totally in the Spanish department. I'm teaching Spanish one and two, uh, but previously, I also taught ESL uh, three and ESL three strategies, uh, which really got me into the role of the multicultural club sponsor. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much, Pranav Nair, and thank you, Musmanos, for coming to the show. I'm Alex Vasquez, and that's the Club Connection. Welcome back to our interview with Mr. T. So, Mr. T, uh, do, what do you think uh, the future holds for, for students who, who are interested in these things? And what do you say to kids who, who are interested in, in manufacturing or engineering or, or kids who are like new to this? It looks that are like, oh, this looks cool. What do you say to those kids who, who are very interested in these things but really don't know where to start? Mm -hmm. Um, with the, the thing that I would say is, is email me and contact me that that's the best place to, place to start with things. If you've got any questions about what happens in class, what does class look like on a daily basis? If you've got any questions about what kind of career can this give me in the future? Or if I go to college, what would I do in college to go into this field? The best thing you can do is email me or even just stop down in this area. If, when we are in person, um, stop down in this area and just say, hey, and introduce yourself to me. The best thing you could possibly do is just take that step of communication and start that way. Um, and then for any students that are interested as well, and you, you know what is going on in class, the biggest thing I could say is sign up for a class. Um, the, the best part about your high school years is that you get to learn what you like and what you don't like and things that you're really good at and things that you, you know, maybe you're not the best in the world at. I, I cannot cook to save my life. I've, I, I don't know why I just, my brother is the best cook in the world. I cannot cook. I, I burn toast. I always burn toast. I don't know how I do that, but I always burn toast. So I'm a terrible cook. But I found that out in high school when I took a foods class, I was never interested in it. I wasn't really, I didn't have those cooking skills, but I found the, the tech ed area and I found hands-on classes like woods and autos. And um, back then we had building construction, which is similar to our PAC program that we have at school. And I found that I really, really, really loved those classes and I loved working hands-on um, and creating something that way. So the best thing I could say is use your high school years to try a bunch of different classes. Discover what you like, 
discover what you don't like and give those classes a chance, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's graphic arts, whether it's a, a foreign language, whether it's a art class, try the entire class and you can use that to determine whether or not you like it. So always just give the, the classes a shot. So through the pandemic, how has remote learning affected you? Especially because most of the things you teach are very hands-on. Mm -hmm. It's It's been tough because I've had to go back and really rethink exactly how I'm presenting the curriculum and presenting information to students. You're right. I, I, I lost a lot of that hands-on side of things, um, but I'm trying to figure out ways that I can still keep some sort of online interactive thing going where students can, yes, they're not working hands-on, but they're still able to do things in an interactive way online. So trying to do the best I can for that. And um, with the in-person, there are some small groups that are coming in in person and they get to jump on machines. But like, like I said, it's, it's been really tough just trying to figure out how to keep students engaged and how they can still get somewhat of a hands-on experience out of this. So the start of the pandemic, I know that you did, did get interviewed by a news station uh, due to the uh, fact that you did make some acts for the local hospitals with, the, with one of the 3D printers. Do you want to talk about how you got that, how you landed an interview with a news station? Um, I'll be honest with you, somebody, somebody else actually planned it for me. I just got a phone call one day saying, hey, uh, the, the channel is going to come out. I believe, it was, yeah, it was CNN. Um, I just got a call one day saying, hey, when can CNN come out to your apartment? And, and when can you explain exactly what you're doing? Um, and and that, that was another cool thing that we got to do. And part of the million dollar donation was we were able to buy 3D printers and, um, you know, seeing it full circle and having somebody give back to us, we thought right away, hey, we got to be able to give back to the community and we need to be able to help with everything going on. So that's kind of where the idea came for, for uh, 3D printing and, and cutting out face shields for people that are working at hospitals, other first responders um, and doing things that way. So, Mr. T, I think that's all the time we have today. Um, thank you for coming on the first episode for the uh, new podcast here, PG, uh, The Unspoken Herd. Thank you for listening to our first separate episode of The Unspoken Herd. Thank you for all our guests today, including Mr. Shammer, Mrs. Manus, and Parnarv Nair. Music and theme song for today's episode was compiled by PG student Charlie Morrison. Got an idea for a future episode? Is there a teacher or staff member you deserve to be featured? Knowing of a club we should highlight in club connections? Reach out and follow us on Twitter at Unspoken Herd. Or reach out to Mrs. McClish at stephanie.mcclish at d214.org. That's for all for now. See you guys next time on The Unspoken Herd.